welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives to share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. Follow me on Instagram, Ask Adam Torres, to keep up with my book release, book tour, signing schedule, all that good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to be a co-author of one of my upcoming books, head on over to my website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, I'm really excited to have Jeremy Epstein on the line today. Uh, I'll tell you, first off, uh, what caught me about Jeremy, he's got this amazing LinkedIn uh, headline says, because the best technology doesn't always win. We're going to get into that with Jeremy. Um, he is the CEO of Never Stop Marketing. Uh, Jeremy, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So you are, you're a pro in marketing. I mean, over 20 years of international marketing experience. I mean, you've worked on a lot of different, um, in a lot of different channels, and I do want to get into all of that. But before we go into all of that, uh, let's just start from the beginning. So, so how did you get started as an entrepreneur? You know, I think it's a combination of luck and a little bit of uh, naivete, maybe, not knowing any better. But, um, you know, when I started off in college, it was right when the Internet was starting to take hold. I mean, I got email my freshman year. I took a class my sophomore year, believe it or not, called Exploring the Internet. And people were making fun of me, saying, why are you taking that class? This is crazy. But... I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. It was a one-credit, like, intercession class, and people are like, that's dumb. Like, you're a history major. And I'm like, no, no, I think this is a big deal. But I think the thing that sort of dawned on me um, over the course of sort of the mid-'90s, and I guess I'm dating myself, um, was that there, because of the arrival of this new technology, things that were previously impossible were becoming possible. And whenever that happens as a history major, um, I've studied this. Anytime you move from impossible to possible, there's a huge new range of opportunities that people who are wedded or sort of bought into the previous paradigm um, are naturally going to have a difficult time seeing. You know, it's like that Mark Twain co- quote of something like, you know, uh, if somebody's like salary is connected to looking at something in a certain way, like they're going to keep looking at it that way. And so, you know, as a young guy, I remember I, I spent a summer in Germany, and the moment that really it all clicked for me, this is going to sound crazy, and for some people this is ancient history, but I actually tracked the O.J. Simpson car chase in L.A. over the Internet from the middle of Germany, which at the time was like the most mind-blowing experience I could possibly fathom. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is a big <laughs> effing deal. And that was like 1994 or something. That's where I said, okay, that, that's where I want to live. And my commitment uh, over the next couple of years was I did not want to become the person who I was preaching to about how big the Internet was going to be who told me, oh, no, it's a fad. It's, it's not going to happen. And I had those conversations. <laughs> so I said, look, the only way to stay fresh is continually reinvent yourself and force yourself to change. And the best way I know how to do that it's to sort of go the entrepreneurial route. So uh, I did have a job in Tokyo in the late 90s and then back in New York, and then I started my first company uh, right around then and have started, uh, you know, been involved in startups and, and run my own company, um, you know, on and off uh, ever since. But um, I guess it was just this recognition that things were changing, 
um, and that the best way to kind of control your own destiny and in uh, in a world of change is it's better, as I say, it's better to uh, force the change upon yourself than have the change forced upon you. And being an entrepreneur is the best best way to do that that I've discovered. So what I mean, what kind of um, you know, if you could talk to the let's say to the to the young Jeremy. Obviously, you've been an entrepreneur for a long time. You already you know you've been through the ups and the downs of the entrepreneur lifestyle. Um, what kind of advice would you give the the young Jeremy just starting out, like the the guy that's just getting out of college right now? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, there are a couple, and I've definitely had more downs than I would like. But, you know, you learn so much from them. Uh, I'd say the first thing is um, try not to bite off more than you can chew. Uh, I've done that. I got myself spread too thin, and that – makes the downs even worse because you're dropping not just one or two balls, you're dropping like eight, and that's really demoralizing. So try to really think about where you can add the most value, where your skill set is uniquely suited, and stay focused on that. You're allowed – give yourself the time to explore and sort of experience different opportunities, but when you find one, just sort of like say, I'm committed, I'm going all in on this. I think that's number one. Number two is – uh, and maybe this is unique to me and no one else has to stay humble. You know, you have a lot more to learn from other people uh, than uh, you can learn from, from yourself. I mean, you should definitely do some of that self, but uh, just shut the hell up sometimes and listen and ask questions and be curious. I um, mean, opportunities are everywhere, man. And if you just listen, uh, I think this that will help. This call is now being recorded. So I would say those are the two that sort of jump out to me um that i would i would sort of encourage the younger jeremy to uh remember and then i guess number three is you know it's business is great entrepreneurship is great but try to play the long game when it comes to your family and your personal relationships because uh at the end of the day that's really the stuff that matters and that's tough when you're you're having down quarter after down quarter but uh it's pretty important I really love that tip you gave about not butting off uh, more than you can chew. Um, Cause I, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, myself included, I could now I'm a little bit further along on the journey, but when I started, I mean, I thought, Oh, it's no, no problem. You can launch three businesses at the same time. Yeah. yeah no, you, no, you can't. <laughs> right. <laughs> what you can you, do you, you learn the hard time. way, man. There's <laughs> no, a reason can. why the guys who can juggle 10 balls are on stage. Like they're really good. Most of us can do like one or two. I agree, man. It's, it's hard, but, you know, that's where you learn the most. You know, there's a great yeah. – I don't know if you saw this. I just saw this on Netflix yesterday. There's a new series. They call it Losers, and it's all about these athletes who have had big defeats and what they learn from it. And I think that's true no matter whether you're a heavyweight boxer or just a guy starting a company or a woman starting a company, obviously. It's like you're going to get knocked out. You're going to have days that you just, like, the other team runs up the score on you. And it's what do you learn from those and how do you sort of uh, come back? And I think that's what the world-class athletes and business people do is you're going to lose. Learn how to lose and learn how to learn from the losing. Let's let's uh, let's transition a little bit, Jeremy. I want to talk more about mm-hmm. what you're doing as CEO over at Never Stop, Mar- Never Stop Marketing. So who are your clients? Mm-hmm. How are you helping people? Yeah, so we have a, a couple lines of business that, that we help with. I mean, our basic focus is on what I like to say marketing with a capital M, which is not the emails and banners and trade show booths that people think about. It's really the strategic question of what happens 
um, as a product or a service comes in contact with the market, with the people uh, who are ultimately going to be the consumers. And we specifically focus on what happened in an age of disruptive technology change. So we've sort of grown off of our Internet roots, and then we moved into social media. And, we, and this was, you know, 2007, 2008, we started helping our clients think about the arrival of social media and what it would mean, not let's post on Facebook or Twitter, but now that customers are empowered to take videos on their phones and share them online and have a voice, like what's that going to do for PR and brand and things like that? And then we sort of moved off of that, and as it became more mainstream, we started moving into blockchain um, and artificial intelligence, and that's sort of where we are now. So we sort of have three things that we do. Um, the first is, you know, I do a lot of speaking to uh, large corporate uh, audiences to sort of help more mainstream audiences from every industry across the board just kind of get their head around what's happening out on the cutting edge of these technologies, blockchain and AI, and how could that affect them, you know, at some point down the road. Uh, number two is we have consulting services that we offer to startups in the in the crypto and, and, and the AI world who are sort of saying, okay, we have a great technology, but as you pointed out, the best technology doesn't always win. What can we do now to position ourselves to differentiate from the other competitors in space down the road? And then the third thing we have is for enterprises, for large companies, specifically the marketers within large companies who are have seen these waves of disruption affect the way that they do business in the past, whether it's Internet or social or mobile, who are trying to get their head around, like, well, what does it mean for blockchain to affect the digital advertising ecosystem or loyalty? What does it mean that AI is going to be sort of replacing our SEO systems? Like, how can we think about this? What are the things that we're going to have to do differently? So we have sort of a, 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 a digital uh, product that, or a series of digital products that are sort of designed to advise, help with research, um, help people sort of understand what the market looks like. So we have sort of content and webinars and a whole series of, of activities around that focus on helping these enterprise marketers. So we try, to, we, we try to stay on the cutting edge in terms of consulting with the startups who are forcing the change or creating the change, use the insights we get from that to inform sort of our, our broader uh, enterprise marketing offense, uh, offers, and then, of course, we take that to uh, industries, you know, whether it's real estate or whatever industry it is or insurance, it doesn't matter. We'll just sort of say, hey, here's what's happening so that, you know, you can kind of, because uh, you're all going to be affected, here's some thoughts and here's what we're seeing so that you can think about how to position your, your business when it starts really affecting you, which could be tomorrow and it could be a year, but at least you know about it, you know. So if somebody wants more information and wants to get in touch with you, I mean, what's the best uh, way for them to reach out? Is it a website, social media? Um, leave, leave the info for them, please. Yeah, I mean, neverstopmarketing.com is sort of the best place to go. It's the website, and you can start accessing uh, all the information uh, there. We've got a, I've got I blog five days a week. We have a monthly newsletter – sorry, a weekly newsletter. We have a monthly webinar. So there are a whole bunch of ways for people to kind of get in touch there. Um, and then on social media, I am JER979 uh, across, you know, you name whatever network it is. That's I've got that handle. It's a long story, but that's what it is. <laughs> so that's what happens when you're a college freshman and you're like, hey, I'll just make that my handle. And like 25 <laughs> years later, you're like, wait, that was dumb. But 
what did I know? You know, I, I didn't know it was going to be this big. I was just like, I'm just trying to be funny, and now I'm paying for it. But so well. Now, that's called legacy. I love it. It's good. Legacy. It's that's right. I'm OG, baby. I'm an OG. <laughs> legacy. That's, <right. laughs> that's awesome. Well, hey, Jeremy, I just wanted to I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your tips. Um, and to the audience, thank you, as always, for tuning in and listening. Don't forget to head on over to Instagram, Ask Adam Torres. Love to connect with you over there. And don't forget to head to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author if you'd like to apply to be a co-author of one of my upcoming books. Uh, Jeremy, thanks again for coming on the show. Have a wonderful day.